Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud X. And this is the world as it is today. I'm sorry, what was that? I couldn't hear you. I wasn't really ready to do that intro, and I couldn't hear you. I said, this is the world as it is today. Okay, I could hear you now because I'm ready. <laughs> this is the premise of what I want to talk about today. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, it's a statement, I've, I've said it on podcasts before, probably ours, uh, definitely with Adam. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've said it with Bob and other, other people too. But it's this concept that you, I think maybe you coined the, I don't know, coined is the right word, but you were the one who first articulated it. And it probably had to do with one or the other of our parents. And it's this idea that people can't hear things until they're ready to hear them. Right. Which is like an incredibly important topic to me. Now, I don't know about important, but it's an incredibly um, thoughtful topic. Because, um, you know, even within our sphere of uh, conspiracy podcasts and things like that, um, there are people who butt heads. Mm-hmm. There are people who, um, who can't hear things that other people are saying. And I don't think it's anything to do with like, well, this person's more open-minded or less open-minded than that person or this or that. It's that things don't fit into our narrative until we're ready to to hear it. It's very, very true. And there's examples of that in this conspiracy realm. There's was examples of this in 2020. Mm-hmm. There's been examples in this in, uh, when you talk about schooling or public schooling, homeschooling, education, whatever, there are examples of this in my daily life. And actually I just had something come up that I learned and I'm like, this has been in front of my face for a long time. And it's like this obvious thing that I should know. And I just never was ready for it until now. And now I am. Mm -hmm. And it's here and I learned it and I learned it quickly. It had to do with baking? Uh, It had to do with cheese making. Cheese making. Yeah. So I learned what a collaborative culture was, which is basically if you leave raw milk on the counter, it doesn't spoil because it has natural bacteria in it. It ferments and it turns into something else delicious. And it turns into collaborative. And clabber can be used as a starter for other cheese making projects. Mm-hmm. So just like you make a sourdough starter, you make this clabber culture starter. And once it's strong enough, you can use that to inoculate a gallon of milk and make cheese. And I did that and I made cream cheese and it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I've heard the name clabber. I know I had tried to research what to do with raw milk if it was going bad. I know I've seen people post about making cheeses before and it was just seemed overwhelming to me and I, I couldn't take it in. Yeah. And then one day I was scrolling through Instagram and there was this like how to make clabber culture from venison for dinner, which is this lady I follow and she does a lot of cheese making. And she just showed how to make a clabber culture and to me it was the way she showed it it was just like how you do a sourdough starter and just made sense to me and then I was and then I started it five minutes after I saw that without doing any other research it was really intuitive to like move forward with and then it made my understanding of it made the the recipe for the cream cheese really easy to understand and follow and now from this point forward I'm sure anything that's talking about that that you ever read or hear will like make a ton of sense to you. Whereas before you might've just gone, huh? Now I heard it. Now I feel like I have the foundation there, like the scaffolding to build my cheese making education on. Okay. 
So, you know, I think a really good example of this is um, the phrase, taxation is theft. Sure. There's a, there's a phrase that, uh, like, personally, when I first heard that, I probably first heard it in 2008, and I was ready to hear it. And even, actually, I wasn't quite ready to hear it, but I heard it and I went, yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, and it maybe took me uh, a few months to really, really, really wrap my head around that. But I've heard it with many other people because I have t-shirts that say it and buttons and I am the taxation is theft guy, you know, for the last 10, 15 years or whatever. And uh, there are people who are like somewhat close to me. Um, who like have seen that phrase, heard me say it every time, you know, like especially, you know, pre pandemic, like anytime someone would say things about taxes, I'd, you know, kind of, yeah, well, you know, it's theft and, or, or someone would say, what's that taxation is theft all about? And I would say, well, it's an undeniable fact. And I would start to say what it is and they'd be like, but, 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 but you have to pay taxes. Like, they, they weren't like even listening to my argument because they were busy saying, yeah, but I know that you go to jail if you don't pay taxes. So therefore you have to pay taxes. So why are you telling me it's theft? <laughs> and um, then lo and behold, like maybe five years later or even 10 years later, someone who, who's heard me say this many, many times suddenly goes, holy shit, taxation is theft. <laughs> Yeah, because you go to jail if you don't pay it, uh, and they're yes. forcing you, and right. there's no way to opt out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're even using the same words that they were using before to ignore the argument. Suddenly, suddenly that's a possibility. Or uh, if we bring the concept of conspiracy into the fold with, the, with, with all of this, it's like you tell someone a conspiracy, and they go, no, that can't be. We didn't go to the moon. No, that can't be because that would mean that like thousands of people were in on it, you know? So, so they just, they, they like have this way to level what you just said. So they hear what you said. It's not that they can't hear you, period. Mm -hmm. They hear what you said, or, or you say the earth is flat and they're like, no, there's photographs like, and we've been to the moon, <laughs> you know, double that up. Uh, it's, I, I have my reasons that I don't even need to hear what you're saying and I'm not faulting anybody for this. We're all guilty of it in a lot of ways. Guilty makes it sound bad. It's not necessarily bad. It's, it's just that you, you, you cannot hear these concepts even though you're, uh, you're hearing them. You're not understanding them and you're combating them in your head before they happen. So, okay, if I take that and try and apply it to the clabber, mm -hmm. uh, it's... It's not that you couldn't hear the words that you uh, heard or read, uh, but that you you didn't um, you didn't have a way to to understand the words that followed. So you went clabber something I don't get, right? Right. So so it just didn't it didn't really register, and then that word doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, or uh, to take it in a completely different direction altogether. Uh, someone might say, oh no, my sink's backed up. I should try and fix this myself. I'll look on YouTube and on YouTube, they first say, what you're going to need is a pipe wrench that looks like this. And you go, I've never seen that wrench before. This is out of my league. I can't do it. When in reality, they maybe didn't even need a wrench in a lot of cases, like a clogged sink, they're not wrench 
<laughs> they, they don't need a wrench. It's, it's done. It's hand tightened. Um, so, so they could have done it, but because something, something jumbles it up in their head, they cut it off and they don't hear how to fix their, their drain. Yeah, I guess a good example with the clabber is that I had heard earlier, like maybe even like a year ago, that clabber was raw milk, used to be just left on the counter, and your great-grandma, you know, would be using that in place of buttermilk in recipes for cooking. So that if milk spoiled or there wasn't refrigeration, it wasn't that you couldn't use it. And this is not pasteurized milk, by the way. Don't try this with pasteurized <laughs> milk, it wouldn't be good. But it's like the regular, the good bacteria that's naturally in, present in the milk, um, per, you know, ferments and then it makes this buttermilk type thing. And it's like not for drinking, it kind of thickens and you can use it for cooking. And I was like, oh, cool. So it's like buttermilk, neat. And that happened and sat there somewhere. And then when the, the day when I saw that video that made me go, oh shit, that's what clabber is. It's, a, it's like sourdough starter that that finally glued to that other information. Mm -hmm. So while it might seem hopeless to ever talk about anything because people aren't ready until they're ready, having this, these little things and ideas like taxation is theft or clabber culture can start cheese floating around in the universe mm -hmm. is there to just kind of like start to build the scaffolding, like I said earlier, to start to build a structure that you can, you know, a foundation that you can then build a structure on. So if you, it's not for not, it's not for not, are they spelled the same? It's not for nothing to talk, speak your mind. Um, in fact, it's important because you never know when it will be that right time for somebody mm -hmm. to hear what you're saying. Well, that's why you got to do it. That's why I had to say tax. That's why I still say taxation is theft. Uh, you know, it's, it's not just fun to say to other people who understand it. In fact, it's boring to say to other people who understand it probably. Uh, but it's really, really great when, when you say it to someone and they're willing to take the next step to understand what it is, which Again, a lot of, I'll go as far as to say most people just say, no, it's not. Uh-uh. Because I partake in that. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to, to undo something like that when you're, because when, when you say something like taxation is theft, it's not a direct lie that people think otherwise, but they're like, no, because that means everyone is lying to me because no one else is saying that it's theft. Right. That means like I should feel stupid because I didn't already know that. Yeah. It's not like, uh, it's not like when I tell you the, the Latin word for something and you go, oh, I didn't know that. Now I know that. Or you want to say, I trust the government and you're telling me these people that I voted in are bad people. Or maybe someone couldn't hear you say that COVID's a hoax. Yeah. And maybe that's because, no, it's not a hoax because I'm a business, I was a business owner and I was put out of business by COVID. If you're telling them it ruined their whole life and that it was a hoax, that's a lot to it's process. It's not easy. I mean, that's, it's like, it's easy for people like us who know that the government lies all the time. But it's only easy because we already had the scaffolding, the foundation yes, to build exactly. from that we knew we were being lied to before the, this all started. Now, unfortunately, I think we should pause for just a second and uh, get some sourdough out of the oven and a baby who just woke up from a nap and see if we can pick this two up. Two sourdoughs out of two ovens? <laughs> He's the sourdough when he wakes up, for sure. He's right. a bit sour. We'll pause and we'll be right back. We are back again, and we are done with technical difficulties and the sleeping babies. We're back again, again. Yeah, and we you just came back. We did like what f three to five minutes, yeah. and then we realized that our microphone wasn't on. 
We talked about all kinds of great stuff like uh, uh, energy that you have to have when you're putting a baby to sleep and waking them <laughs> up. We talked about how we're probably talking louder now because of that. And um, what else? What else was in there? Um, we were, we got back to our subject. We just did this great segue, and here we are again, <laughs> yeah. segueing into a segue. So if I try to recap what we were saying. Um, of, of our subject of not being able to hear until you're ready to hear. Uh, like I threw out, I talked about, um, uh, our friend ghost from, uh, from my third, my, eye. my third eye podcast. Uh, he was on with me and Adam and he mentioned Kim trails and how he didn't believe them for the longest time. Cause I, I believe he was air force. And, um, but then once he, once his mind was open to it, he's like seen it every day since. And it's, I think there's just like limitless examples of this. Uh, I threw out the plumbing one because I wanted to just show how it goes in a different direction. This, I don't think this is like uh, a crazy concept that's, ex it's intended for, um, uh, us conspiracy theorists or people who are really stupid, uh, to try and justify what we're saying. But I think it's something that's like, um, uh, like all of us have a hard time understanding that which we are not ready to understand. Right. Was I using the word scaffolding earlier? Definitely, but I don't remember if it was or was not when we were recording. Well, no, it was when you were it was building before. this. But what I meant, what I'm meaning is like the framing of the house. I'm like, a scaffolding is the thing you stand on when you're Scaffolding is what you build to be able to reach a level. But of, either one on makes sense. Like it's, it's all these levels. If you think about, you know, you build a foundation and then you build a you do the framing and then you have, you, you know, you have to build a scaffolding to put all the siding on the house. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I've never built a house before. I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> if, if you look at it like that, there's all these different elements that have to kind of come together for you to understand the big picture to finish the project, you know? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's why education, compulsory education, state run education doesn't work because people can memorize stuff under duress, but they cannot actually learn things mm -hmm. until they're ready to, until they have the foundations of the things that, that, that relate to them that they can understand to be able to understand that next thing. And that's why unschooling has felt the, the best for us for most of this time, which would mean like we're not schooling at all. We're just kind of paying attention to what our kids up to and helping them facilitate the things that they need to do to learn something when they become passionate about it, when they have a fire about it and when they're interested and when their mind is open to it, when they're able to learn that and they can continue building on those things. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's such a, such a good way to, to look at it too. Cause kids I think are a really good example of this. Um, I mean, I can't think of examples right now, but I think if I just start talking, it'll make sense. You can give a five-year-old a ton of information about math. You can tell them how to add, subtract, multiply, divide, do fractions, all these things, and they can't hear you. Right. They hear like uh, the Peanuts teacher. You know, like you, you might as well not be saying words to that five-year-old. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't five-year-olds who could get it, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, for the most part. Uh, and it's the same, you know, you could, you could, I could read Man, Economy, and State out loud to our, to our two-year-old right now. And he would like, you know, be hearing that I'm talking, but would he hear what I'm talking about it all right and I, even when you're talking i'm hearing manicotti and steak 
oh, I'm hungry now. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, that Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, economy and state sounds like manicotti and steak. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, I work at an Italian restaurant. I think I know what I want the next special to be. <laughs> Man- manicotti and steak. Rothbard's manicotti and steak. <laughs> anyway, um, but you know, uh, like I think I think if if we just like thought about this for a minute, we could think of hundreds of examples. But we don't even need to do it. There are tons of things that you can. You can, tr- you can, uh, you can try to teach a kid something, but they're not ready to learn it because mm. they can't hear it. It's like that's how we would put this into into this conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> Throwing things at dogs. <laughs> Our I, dog's just rolling around on the floor, like itching herself really loud, like <laughs> and they just had to throw stuff at her to make her settle down. <laughs> it was soft. It was a soft. It was a napkin, so it's fine. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it's all true, and it's it's a I feel like it's human nature, and um, and that's why it really seems apparent to me when people are um, college educated and maybe even more than college educated, like they lifelong college type people, mm-hmm. um, the people who consider themselves intellectuals to be very smart, like can't hear you when you talk to them. Yeah. Because if they're not doing it in a scholastic, what does that mean? In a school, 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 elastic, an elastic school. Uh, In a school-like setting is what I mean. Um, Is is scholastic a word? I know it's the name of a brand of books. Yes, it's a word. It's not even like a publishing company. It's like a, it's. It's uh, where you get those catalogs to buy books from. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And I know what you mean when you use it. But Um, what I mean, like if they're not in that setting, then they're not learning it. And when they are in that setting, they're not actually learning it. They're memorizing something. Yes. And so that's how you're able to program so many people with information that even just like barely looking into it, you can realize there's a lot of holes like the moon landing. Yeah. Everyone's like, Oh, okay, cool. We went to the moon and the space is like this. And the core of the earth is made of that. Mm -hmm. And those people have all that information and they never even bother to like critically think for just a second to see if it adds up that we could know all of that stuff. Right. Yeah. The center of the earth's a, a really great example because I'm, I'm kind of flabbergasted at how many people that I have conversations like normal, normal, normie people in real life that I talk to, uh, that I try to break open about some stuff. And, um, the, the, like I'll say, we don't know what's at the center of the earth. And they're like, yeah, we do. And they'll say, and I'm like, and how do we know that? And they're like, uh, uh, like they, and, and then you tell them that the deepest hole we've ever drilled is like seven or nine, nine miles deep. And, um, I think it's seven miles, like nine, nine um, kilometers or whatever it is. And the, the smarter the person, the more educated they are, the more they've spent on school, the angrier they get at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it hurts because they can't hear you because you have to be wrong. Because if I was right, then they spent a lot of money or went deeply in debt in order to learn something that was incorrect. So here's, here's something interesting. Scholastic means of or concerning schools and education so that word was exactly what i wanted to use Perfect. for that moment I, I knew that's what it, you meant when Thank you said you. it and yeah exactly but because i am not college educated because i don't have a high school diploma because i've always belittled myself as being not smart because i didn't do school and it was a way for me to kind of cover my bases 
to deflect any criticism that would come to me for not having the education. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, sometimes I hear myself talking and then I all of a sudden get self-conscious and think that I said something wrong mm-hmm. and I have, and then I like pull back and make fun of myself. Like I did right there. Sure. But the majority of the time I'm using the word correctly because I'm smart and I, I listen to things and I have a big vocabulary. And we, I think we've talked about this on here before. Uh, cause I remember talking about, uh, I used to get told told that words I said weren't words, mostly mm. by college educated people. And I believe every single time that ever happened, I later looked it up in a dictionary and I was always correct. It was always a word. It was a word they hadn't heard before. And they know that I'm a piece of shit who doesn't go to school. So if they haven't heard it and, and when, you say it. And then to further that, when they tell me it's not a word, I have no argument. Yeah. I, I go, oh, okay. Instead of that word, let me think of another word to and use. And you also don't have a smartphone in your pocket to look it up and then hold your phone at their and face and go, see? Specifically <laughs> at that time, nobody did. But, um, but it, it, like, yeah, I guess that would have made life easier for stupid people like me. In quotes, stupid. Whatever. Um, but I was fucking right every time. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, one of the words I remember, I, I said something about someone being a fetishist. Oh, and, uh-huh. and And it was to someone who was like, you know, 10 years older than me and they were like college educated and uh, they were like, that is not a word. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it is. And I gave an example from a movie, an old Peter Sellers movie that I'd heard it. <laughs> and, uh, and and they were like, oh, I'm sorry to break this to you, but just because you heard a word in a movie doesn't mean that it's a real word. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. They were into a fetish, uh, into a foot fetish instead of maybe I'd said foot fetishist or yeah. something like that. And, and I continued on, but then like, you know, later I'm sitting at home and I'm like, look at my dictionary and sure enough, fetishist is 100% a fucking word. You know what I like to, you say something all the time. That's like, if you're so, if you can't understand what I'm saying and you can't figure out what I'm trying to say, even if I pronounce a word wrong, then who's really the stupid person here? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, like if someone says parameter instead of perimeter or, you know, like just like a slightly off word and maybe they're, I don't know. It's just the context is everything. So if you understand, if you understand the intention behind yeah. what they're saying, then you fucking understand what they're saying, whether or not they're like, oh, pronouncing I, the words. Like, I correct. just can't understand this four-year-old kid because they're just not pronouncing these words exactly well, correctly. New, new is a great example of of that. Oh my fucking god! Uh, a time I was there's a band from Germany called New in N U E is how it's spelled, and. Uh, I was talking about him with another person who was into this German, this kraut rock stuff that I was talking about. And I was like, you know, the band new, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're foundational in that. And, and they're just like, no, never heard of them. Never heard of them. And I'm, and I'm naming, cause all their name, all their albums are called, uh, new, new, new 72, new 74. Uh, those are, those are the names of them. And, and he, he just couldn't understand what I was talking about. And then I showed him the album cover and he went, Oh, nay you. And I went, oh, is that how you say it? And he says, uh, yeah, like you're fucking stupid kind of a thing, right? And then then I just do the tiniest bit of research and I learned that that word is new in German. Neu? <laughs> yeah. Is it pronounced neu in German? I guess so. I mean, I've never fucking looked back on that. But, you know, like what a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he can't understand what I'm talking about. He had, He knew what I was talking about. He, he knew what it was. He was just really politely letting me use the wrong thing and saying, no, no, 
No. Oh, nay you. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck that. <laughs> like, if you're so smart that you know how to pronounce that correctly, you should have been able to fucking uh, uh, understand what I'm saying and just let it go. Or uh, offer me some constructive con- criticism and say, oh, yeah, new. And that is how you would say it in English. But since they are a German band, if you wanted to be really fucking cool, maybe you would say nay you. And the meaning of it in German, you believe, is new? Yeah, I believe the same. so. I'm a, it's, I have this thing. It'll play for us. Nein. Nein. Oh, so he was that Neu. fucking wrong. Neu. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I've, I've fucked that up over time. Noi. Noi. Totally, that's what he was saying, not Nayu. But yeah, you know. Noi. Noi. And it's spelled N-A-U with like the little dots above the A. What is the, What are those little dots called? Ulats. Ulat. That's cute. Those are those <laughs> shorts that look like a skirt, honey. That's not... No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Those are culottes. Culottes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pronounced couleur. Couleurs. Couleurs. It's French. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I know what cools are. <laughs> Everyone t- talks in French speaks like that. Yeah, I took a shit in the toilet the other day. The what? The toilet. Oh, 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 you're talking about a toilet. Toilet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty, you can get pretty douchey pretty quick by like correcting people's speech. You know, it seems really unnecessary, especially if you can just get the basic idea of what they're saying and move the conversation on. Oh, and to be clear with that too, I have no problem problem with correcting people in a in a in a in a way that's useful like if you want to help that person because you think that they that you could help them refine their their uh their linguistic skills Mm -hmm. by telling them how you believe that it's pronounced Mm -hmm. or that they're using the wrong word like by all means do but it's very different than um than, than cutting someone down yeah. for not pronouncing a word correctly. Well, and I think the, the intellectual types seems seem to really um, want to do that to other people. Yeah. Uh, and that's where they get their validation from, that it's worth it to have, have memorized all of this useless information that they've never... Uh, they don't have anything to back. It's just... I, this is this is you know what the books say, so I know this and it's true. That's um, a lot different than if you learn how to do something like physically, like build a house, and you know that process because you've done it over and over again and mm-hmm. it works. Um, or if you learn how to make cheese and you do those things over and over again and it works. Like understanding things to that level versus understanding like these theories and ideas that other people have come up with and have been told to you are fact and having those things memorized. You can only say those things in the words that you memorize them in. You can't have an open conversation about them. Was it Dave Smith that said, you need to know, you, you know this stuff, um, you, you know concept, you need to know concepts so well that you could explain them like you're a two-year-old. Oh, uh, you're probably thinking Tom Woods. Uh, Was it Tom Woods? Uh, explain it to me like I'm five. No, I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of the specific time about like Dave Smith, I think maybe talking about going on to shows and stuff like Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying, I just need to know these things well enough that I can explain it over and over again in different ways. Yeah, okay. And so I was thinking about that when I was trying to host my workshops at first. I was like, 
I know this stuff in and out because I've done it a hundred times and I think about it constantly. I don't need to read anything on Wikipedia to remind myself. Mm -hmm. Like if I say lactobacillus wrong, it's not going to matter because the concepts are there and the understanding is there and the foundation is there of actually doing something and being able to talk about it, which is different than giving a lecture on something that's just someone else's idea that has come, you know, came from experiments that happened, you know, were biased in the first place and happened hundred years ago and they're in a book and you memorize that. Well, I mean, just imagine, uh, this is a very unrealistic scenario, but you're like walking down the street and you see someone who's making cheese Yeah. and that, and whatever they're trying to make, it's just coming out as like cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm not a cheese maker here. Uh, but they, but you know that they're trying to make fucking mozzarella or, or, or some, some different type of cheese. You know they're trying to make one type of cheese, but all they're getting is a bunch of curds. Yeah. Right? And they're still like, hey, look, I made cheese. I'm so proud of myself. I made cheese. And if you walked up to them and were just to make fun of them for being a stupid shit who doesn't even know the difference between good cheese and bad cheese or that you'd made uh, curds, not cheese or what, whatever. Yeah. Uh, again, not a cheese maker. Yeah. Um, but... Like how that would be very unuseful. All that could ever do is maybe stroke your ego and make you feel like you're better than that person. Yeah, and what kind of an asshole but are you? But you know what I think would stri- take stroke your ego that. better? You know what I think would really stroke a person's ego is to help that person. Yeah. That person is more interested in making cheese than everybody else on the street that that we're talking about as <laughs> they're making cheese on the street. Uh, nobody else is interested in it, but you are a master of the craft or even just like decent at the craft and they, or you've just been through it enough that you have some ideas and you think, you know, something more than them, have a conversation, teach them something if they're willing to learn and ready to hear. Yeah. The person that doesn't, that I'm not ready to hear it because I don't make cheese. No, but people who have tried and struggled with it a few times, they're probably ready to hear uh, some tidbits of information if you have any. And when you, and if you are a cheesemaker and you come up to that person, like you could probably make this a defining point in their cheese career of their life. (laughs) If you make fun of them, they might go, you're right. Or not even saying you're right, but just... Boy, I'm a dumb shit. I shouldn't even be making this stuff. Yeah, stay in your lane. I'll I'll stay in my lane. Or you could inspire them to then get a new step in their cheese cheese journey, (laughs) and and, uh, uh, they might end up being a, a master, a true master of the craft who is sought after throughout the community for making the best cheese that you yourself who ran into them that day now enjoy more than any other cheese. Now let's think about this though. What if the person never made cheese, but they've studied it for four years and they've paid thousands and thousands of dollars to talk to other people who have never made it, but they've studied it for even longer than that and then taught people who are studying it and they know everything about cheese making. They know all the different names of all the bacteria involved. They know the the process, what happens on a molecular level. They've looked through a the, microscope. They know the Latin words for every tool and every every step ingredient, and, and like what the history of the cheese was, where it started. So they say where, what country, and what country, how what countries do it differently. Um, that person who's never made cheese but can give you a lecture on all of and that hell, information. Maybe they've never even tasted cheese. Maybe not. If you take it, they've never even tasted cheese. They could tell you what these things taste like 
you know, because this one is a rich, smooth flavor. And that, to me, when I'm using the term intellectual, is that person. Exactly, because that's what people are doing when they tell you they know what's in the center of the earth. Because you've never been there, and you've never seen it, and you've never worked with it. And you've never it. even looked into how the people who told you that what it is, how they got that information. You've never, yeah, you've never even looked into that to see if they've dug a hole. And you definitely have never put a shovel in the ground if you're that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll just assume you're that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like no, I've scratched, uh, I've scratched at the at the uh, gravel with my shoe before, but I'm never actually like, <laughs> dug in with a spade. Uh, or I'm a not shovel. gonna use a spade. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, and that's why I can get pretty annoyed pretty quickly for people that come at me with information from this point of view of being an expert and wanting to tell me all the big words surrounding it. And then you just immediately want to go, well, like, how long have you been doing this? And have you got, got your hands dirty before? At the risk of repeating myself from Feed the Beauty fairly recently, it's the old uh, uh, theory and practice. You, they're, they're useless without each other. Mm -hmm. If you theorize... Uh, I think on there I was using basketball, so I'll change it up this time. <laughs> Baseball. If you theorize how to hit a home run, but you, but, and you just think about this all the time. You read about it. You watch video after video. You, you see where the strike zone is. You know when to swing, not to swing, all these things. And you just know it, you know it, you know it, but you've never picked up a bat and practiced it. Then it's absolutely useless information right you, you pick up the bat and you're like what this thing weighs fucking you know three and a half pounds i was expecting it to weigh less you know or whatever like you just never can see like there's aspects or it's cold outside or it's hot outside well, that actually brings up I'll, a really well but i just let me just yeah. finish this and then on the other half you have practice without theory is also pointless if you say i'm gonna fucking hit a baseball but you don't put any the theory here is just thought yeah. That you just go, I know that I swing this bat. But you don't, you don't, put you don't know how to do wait, it. Wait, someone has to pitch it first? Or, I thought I'd just pick up a bat and swing or it. Or what position you put yourself in. And then when they are throwing it at me, I have to look at it and pay it. You know, like, it, it, you you have to have both. It's an absolute fucking balance. And I think a lot of people who pop out of our, our they, they would hate to hear this, but a lot of people who pop out of our university systems or colleges and even high schools and even high schools for that matter, they have tons of things that they've got a lot of theory on and the amount of practice is zilch zero nothing yeah so like for me okay so this reminded me of i played basketball when i was a kid for years and it was like on select teams and it was a big deal it's a big deal to my dad and i played in a lot and i was pretty good but i didn't always make my free throws a free throw is what you get when you're fouled. You get to take two shots with nobody blocking you from the line on the key. Called I know sports. You don't got to explain <laughs> Free throw to line. No. For anyone else no, listening, yeah, yeah, that's played. So I, I'm not a basketball You should guy. never miss a free throw because it's an opportunity to get two points. And you um, are not being blocked by anyone and everything calms down for a while. Everyone gets quiet for a minute. There's no, you should make a free throw. And so I, uh, my dad told me to lay on the couch and hold the ball and close my eyes and just picture standing at the free throw line and watch the and shoot and watch the ball go in mm -hmm. and do that. And I did that every night for like 15 minutes at least, a couple maybe a couple times a night. And the other thing I would do is lay on the couch and I would shoot the ball up and try to get as close to the ceiling as I could without mm -hmm. touching the ceiling so my mom wouldn't know I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And catch the ball. And I would do that over and over and over again. And I I did that, and then I went to a basketball camp that my uncle taught in Eastern Washington to high school girls, and I was not in high school yet. I was in seventh grade, I think, and I took his camp with his high school girls where we shot free throw 
over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And those two things happened that I never missed another free throw again. In fact, I was at our older son's learning center and they have a basketball hoop. He asked me to play basketball and Uh the kids were like, have you ever played before? And I was like, took the ball right from the free throw line and I swished it. And I haven't like even shot hoops for like 10 years or more. And I was like, wow, that really... That's a little muscle memory, but all the kids are like, "Whoa!" Like well, she's and really remember, good. Remember when we played a Wii, uh, the Wii Sports thing? And, oh yeah, the th- and there was three a, point. There, yeah, there was like a basketball thing, and you know, I try it. It was like okay, but I was like, but these controls are stupid or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, let me give it a shot. I used to be pretty good at basketball. We were kind of joking because this is obviously not basketball, but yeah. you just kind of did those motions. You, you stood and you did the little hop and everything, yeah. and you nailed it like. You got like 100% on Yeah, there, I was really good at that. And then, yeah, I did the same thing after free throws with three-pointers from all areas on the three-point now, arch. Now, so what you're describing is deep on the theory and then on the practice, Yeah, right? Well, it was, but, no, no, no. I was, because I, what I was saying is that I wouldn't have been able to do the theory without the, at first, yes. some foundation of practice. Like, right. I was playing basketball for years before I started mental rehearsal. And then I was doing, after mental rehearsal, doing more physical practice. And it just keeps building on itself. No, I, and I think that's beautiful and awesome and cool. Uh, I just want to throw, though, that, there's this like nuanced theory and practice that you did in these cases as well. And, and this is where I think people really genuinely hone their crafts is where you theorize and practice simultaneously. Right. Uh, you, when you, when you're shooting those, those, those hoops, you're looking at how the ball's spinning, how it's leaving your hand, how you're jumping off the ground, you're paying attention. You're, you're, and as you pay attention, you're theorizing as to, oh, that went a little to the left. I need to have that spin be a little bit different. And you keep honing every single time by theorizing. You look at how you do it as you practice. Yeah. And immediately, like immediately, it bounces back to you and you try again. Or you have a rack of balls or whatever. You know, like, so you just, you're theorizing and practicing at the same time. Right. Now, the, the, the example when I was using baseball would be that you're you're just grabbing those balls and throwing them, and you're hoping that you get some hoops. And you're not thinking about why it did or did not go in, or what you're doing with your body or anything. Yeah, that, that's the practice without theory, which is a little bit harder, I think, for people to picture than the theory without practice. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about the way your nephews used to play um, baseball. baseball. <laughs> Fuck. Don't even. That's when I lost faith in humanity, not just because of them. I mean, because of them for what you're thinking of that they just swing the bat and say, I got a home run. And then the, like the adults are but, them are like, oh, great, you got a home run. But I, 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 I dialed them in and then I took them to, to real baseball. And that's when I learned that was, that was a devastating moment in my life. I learned we don't keep score anymore. Yeah. Wow. And, and like I would keep score and I would tell them afterwards and the people, the parents around were like, uh-uh. You can't do that. You're supposed to tell them they're bad. Like, well, come on. You know, I understand, I understand that we're not allowed to officially have a score, but we have a score, right? Yeah. And they're like, no. And, you know, what would that have been? 2000, they were born in 03, so this would have been... Uh, 2013? 2010. 2013. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's when I can say that the fucking world <laughs> really went to shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're not allowed to win anymore or lose. Can't have any. See, that's what it's all based on there is we can't have any losers. 
Right. Therefore, to make sure that there are no losers, there's only one way to make sure there's no losers. We can't have winners. No winners. If there's no one to win, then there's no one to lose. That is bullshit. That's when you get the, instead of having first place, second place, participation. So I have to say that it's extremely distracting to try to record a podcast in our living room space when we have when we're close to dinner time because the dog gets hungry and she's very restless. Yeah. So if you've heard, heard a lot of ear flapping, that's her shaking, and now she's under the table whining currently because it's close to dinner time and she thinks we might forget to feed her. It's close by like an hour. I know. Well, it's a general vicinity of dinner time, it's which a general would be vicinity six thing. hours on either side. It's a general vicinity. <laughs> She's just covering her bases. Uh, She's hungry and sad. Oh, sniffy. Um, <laughs> so we kind of drifted here. Uh, we were talking about you can't hear. Now we're kind of uh, can't hear till you're ready to hear. Yeah, and we we're talking about intellectuals and intellectuals. I wanted to tie in with that anyway. And then the theory and practice. I mean, it all ties together. Sure. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Uh, but do we want to get back to you can't hear until you're ready to, or do we just keep going? I don't know. I, I don't know. I I I don't know. Um, the, I can't because hear... I would. I'm also totally open to just have one about fucking sports and how our I was really good at basketball. Society has been ruined by the way <laughs> children are not taught sports anymore. Yeah, it was. It's really disappointing. Um, but we um, okay. So you can't learn until you're ready to. The example of that from just the other day. We're riding in the car with the. I'm with the kids. Just me. And we're on the way to, I'm on the way to drop off our older son at the learning center that he goes to. And he's telling me about math, some math thing that they were doing at um, the learning center. And he was very understanding of how it worked, but was a little confused. Oh no, it was him having a business idea, gas. We're talking about gas prices and the gas price had gone down quite a bit. It was under $4. And he was like, wow. It's like, you know, if I had a gas station, and gas costs $2 at that place, I would charge a dollar at my place, and then a bunch of people would wanna come to my place, and I would make more money. And I was like, cool, that's a great idea, but what does the gas cost? And so we talked about the cost of the gas, that you needed to purchase the gas to be able to sell it. And so if the gas cost $1.50, then you would lose 50 cents every time you sold a gallon of gas. And the other guy would make 50 cents. And he was following me completely. And then I said, and the guy over, but then if gas cost a dollar and you charged a buck 50 and he charged $2, you'd be busier. And then I was like, you know, if you, so if you had helped a hundred customers sold a hundred gallons of gas and he sold 200 gallons of gas, you would make the same profit. And then he was like, bingo, he didn't understand. No, he didn't understand that part. Oh, no, okay. And he shut the fuck down. He was like, Oh, oh. no, I don't get it. Um, and I was like, Oh, but you had, you got it all. I just said that kind of weird. And then I tried to re-explain it, but be when I tried to re-explain it, he's like, oh, he's like, mom, okay. can we please not talk about that? Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, no, 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 no problem. It was yep. just, I was just having fun with it. And that's something that we see all the time with learning things, with our children learning things is like, yeah, if they're, because they're not ready to hear it. Yeah. Oh man, this is perfect. Yeah. Because yeah, if sometimes I put my, I dig a hole mm -hmm. doing that. If that's the case, if, if, if I use your example and I was the one at the helm, I'm going, well, if he charges, if he makes 50 cents a gallon, then you could do 
two, so you only make two cents a gallon, and then you just have to sell, you know, this many more gallons in order to do that. But that might be enough to bring your customers in. Yeah, it's and, too and he's many. going, I don't get it. And yeah. he gets right to where you were, and then I'd be like, Oh, okay, no, 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 let me start over. Yeah, and he's like, Done then. He and doesn't I'm like, want No, 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 you got this because I know you do, and I'll start insisting that you've got it. But the more I'm talking, the less he can. And then that hear. can even be you getting frustrated with him because he's not listening to you, or he's being then becomes disrespectful to try to get you to stop. It's like being a parent, you have to see those moments and just stop. There's no urgency for him to understand profit and loss in that moment. And he already has a really basic foundation. So when he needs to know those things, like when we're doing the lemonade stand, he's going to learn them just fine. If he had just invested in a gas station, he would need to learn that whether or not he's ready to learn it. You know what I mean? And and he would be learning it because he he needs to learn it. The reality will force it in. Um, Okay, I got another example of what we're talking about. It's a double example. Okay. It's going to be one thing and then it'll be another thing. Um, One is uh, we've talked about this before, probably not on the podcast though, but it's definitely with, with people at our, at our agoras and meetups and things like that. Uh, The concept of um, the Indians not being able to see Christopher Columbus's ship for several hours after him, uh, landing. Oh, I believe that was pronounced Native Americans. Then Fuck I, you. <laughs> <laughs> Native Americans. Uh, the indigenous peoples. The indigenous peoples. Um, the, uh, well, he named them Indians. Because, well, okay, I don't want to get... Okay, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. But yeah, they, they say they couldn't see the boats until somebody yeah, explained So this them. is a story that I've heard. And I can't cite who says it, but um, some people have heard it, some people haven't. And if you have, it's that uh, when when he landed, uh, they went and they met some of the Indians, and they the Indians said, "How did you get here?" And he said, "We brought these ships." And they like held their hands towards the sea to show them the giant ships that they'd come in, and the and the Indians said, "No, how did you get here? Like we don't, they're they're not there. They're, like they say that they couldn't see the ships." But as they spent several hours with, maybe days, hours, whatever, with Christopher Columbus and his men, they came to understand all of it. And then before they knew it, all of a sudden, they see these grand ships with giant sails yeah. that are sitting out there. So, so that's that's like the Indi- in this story, in this fable, in this uh, in this myth mm-hmm. of sorts, uh, they um, they couldn't, they weren't ready to hear about giant ships with sailcloth right they just couldn't comprehend it so they couldn't see it and i think that's the the point of that little story that's been told in the past Mm -hmm. now that's something i'd heard a long time ago but now uh you know i've been really on the kick of uh that like i I spent the last couple years saying i don't know if christopher columbus existed uh, now I just had a great podcast with the great Jack Allen and he's insistent that, uh, Christopher Columbus was not his name and that things didn't go down quite the way they did. Um, and I won't get into that here, uh, but, uh, I highly recommend checking him out on, uh, Dever gets red pilled with me and Adam really great episode. Yeah. Uh, but, um, it's, uh, so now I want to tell people that. And, and, and for our listeners, maybe some of them won't be able to hear what I'm about to say. I'm sure they can, though, because they're here. Uh, but that's that, you know, Christopher Columbus didn't exist. You say that to, you say that to our parents? 
they'll be like, no, that's incorrect. And any evidence that we have, we they could listen to that whole episode with Jack and be like, well, that's not right because I've learned since I was like younger than than our son <laughs> that in 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Big uh, part of what I'm talking about too is that white people were here before Christopher Columbus. Yeah. And, uh, I know that Neil deGrasse Tyson can't hear that. I know that Bill Nye can't hear that. Or I don't know if those, I mean, those people are dead inside, so they're not even <laughs> real people. But uh, their, their personas can't hear that. They're not allowed to hear that. Anyone who has studied uh, history, even to a high school level, knows that that's not true. So they can't hear it until, I don't know, now that we're, we did talk about on here, like the Vikings being here in. Uh, 1050, 1150 AD is like become canon with, with, with academia just this year. It's like recently like allowed. It's Mm -hmm. allowed in the book that they were in Newfoundland, uh, you know, hundreds of years before Columbus ever sailed the ocean blue. Uh, so, so maybe it's another 10 to a hundred years from now before everyone can hear me say, yeah, I don't think Christopher Columbus existed. Or as Jack is putting it, that he, it, that's not his name. Yeah. He wasn't Italian. He never spoke Italian. <laughs> he, he certainly wasn't Spanish because a lot of people think he's Spanish or they think he's Italian. Yeah, I thought it was that he was Spanish, but he was, was sailing for the Italians or he was Italian. He was sailing for Spaniards. I can't remember. He's, he's Italian sailing for the, for the Spaniards, but he never spoke Italian and he was Genoese. Yeah. Okay. So, well, well, whatever. He's not uh, a real person, so <laughs> we can just throw all that out now. Uh, yeah, it was, certainly wasn't his name, uh, whoever that was. And it so, was, like, you're saying he's from Genoa. Like, like those kind of details, right, that you just spit out there. Yeah. That's what being an intellectual is. Standing by that completely hard and you, and you won't back down. That if I ask a question, you just say those facts that you already memorized again and get right. mad at me. No, yeah, which I, I might you're, sound like You're that not doing that. I know example. you're... I'm just giving that as I, an example. I, just because I don't want this to turn into a Christopher Columbus episode. Um, don't worry, it won't. I'm, I'm happy to do Christopher Columbus. Uh, I will talk about this all day. And in fact, you're probably sick of me talking about him. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been kind of like this for like a year. And I'm not dead set on anything that I'm saying. You could convince me that he was the first white person and that that came over here and that it did happen in the year that it was. And, you know, you could I could be convinced of those things because I'm not just standing on it because I what what am I doing here? I'm listening to other researchers or I'm doing my own research by reading research by other researchers. I'm not any closer to genuinely having an answer than anyone else. It's just that I'm keeping an open enough mind and understanding the difference between beliefs and knowing things that I'm I'm pursuing forward. And I think this stuff is interesting. Therefore, I want to say it to other people. And most people probably couldn't hear what I'm saying. Right. I guess that's, a, that's a, another reason for you to find people. Find your people. It's another reason why listening to podcasts is cool. Mm-hmm. It's because you can have conversations with people that can hear you instead of talking to a fucking wall. And vice versa. Them telling you the statistics of the f- day about the d- viral diseases and or whatever ailment they have now. And all you can think is, I wonder how many vaccines they had. Well, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, let's put the shoe on the other foot for just a second. Here is me not hearing you. 
not you. But like but a normie a or normie. whatever. When the normie is sitting there telling me, oh man, my family's got COVID and, and it's really like, bad. Uh, mm-hmm. We're having to, to social distance and wear masks. And maybe they push an elbow and say, uh, you know, because we're trying to be safe. You know, I'm not fucking hearing you. Right. I'm, I mean, all I'm doing is going, no, you're not. No, it's not. You might be sick. Sure, I'll believe that you're sick. If I'm if I'm talking with this person, all I'm doing is shooting down what they're saying. But instead, I tend to like just kind of internalize you it and not, not hear them. And yeah. not hear them. Not I'm hear choosing, them. essentially, not to hear them. Same as someone else is not going to hear me when I say the earth is flat. You know, most of what I'm thinking of now, honestly, is that um, earlier when we were talking about Columbus, it reminded me that Columbus is a brand of salami and I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's good stuff. So that's where that's is where it, I'm at. And what what kind of sausages or what kind of salami is it? Genoese. Genoa. Genoa. The Genoa salami. Yeah. 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 I think my grandma's from yeah. Genoa. Yeah. I should ask See? her before she died. See. Okay. Whatever. Gosh. <laughs> no, maybe she was Naples. I think my grandpa was from Genoa, and I didn't. He died before I was born. But yeah, I mean, those are places. So I hear people, yeah, right. people that I know say they've been there. You really think anything exists outside of our vision? <laughs> It all is just like, what is it called? Like um, when uh, our kid plays Zelda and, and finds glitches. Unrendered. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's it's rendering. So it's like glitchy in the distance as he's running yeah. towards it. That's yeah. what fog is. It's when fucking you can't quite <laughs> render more than 10 feet in front of your face. But I bet that's why my dad tried to drive race cars. He wanted to go so fast he could, could get to where it wasn't rendered yet. You ever, you probably <laughs> haven't. You ever had tunnel vision? It's I don't know, thing. from I've going heard, really, really fast. I've heard. Yeah. Once you no. get going fast enough, you get tunnel vision. I mean, I can run pretty fast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 I drive like a grandma. I haven't thought about tunnel vision in a long time. My cousin used to talk about it all the time. He wanted, go, he wanted to go to Germany so bad because he wanted to fucking uh, race down the Autobahn. And that's like one of the places that people claim that you can get Whoa. tunnel vision because your fucking vision. You go so could, fast that the things on the side are moving so quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. That you go into a tunnel. Is what Whoa. it supposedly feels like. That's cool. Um, and it's supposed to be as good as drugs. That's what time travel would feel like. But seriously, I'm hungry. I want to make dinner. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm hungry. I want to let you make dinner. <laughs> You're going to let me? I'll, I'll let you. Oh, I'm feeling lucky. Yeah, well, I, hopefully we get to sit down again because there's another topic that I'm excited to talk about. You know what? We're actually sitting in our kitchen table right now. Yeah, we are. And people say this, that's what we this do. This is kitchen table talk. Speaking of that, you know, we haven't got a review for a while. So if you listen to the show and you haven't left a review, leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform that you um, listen through. And, you know, send me a DM or an email to let me know you did. We will read it on the air and say thank you. Yeah, also, you know, don't forget that we do sell some merch. Um, yeah. we, we would love your money, but we're too humble just to ask for money. Uh, well, we've done that before though. We, I mean, you know, we'll take it for you real. You can donate, but you, why don't you go grab yourself a ch- cool shirt that says something about fermentation or a, a conspiracy or even just get the world as it is today shirt. It looks yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool. I wear it sometimes. I've yeah, got one. You've got one. Our son has one and somebody else bought one. And if you're, if you're out there and you bought the world as it is today t-shirt, can you let me know? Cause I really wonder who bought that other shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So do all those things. Be sure to check out Greener Postures podcast. It's yeah, doing pretty awesome. Right. Our last one here was kind of a little teaser for it. Uh, also, that we got, um, uh, or I've got uh, Deborah gets red pilled into the apocalypse with Adam. 
check that out. We've been doing some real fire episodes as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I should say, I think I said it last time at the intro of the last one before I played the Greener Postures episode, but I was on Dangerous World Podcast with Ryan oh, Dean, yes. and it was so much fun. I try, I, I listen as, as objectively as I can to anything that involves either of us, and seriously, that was like the best episode of, I've listened to almost every conspiracy break room that he's done and that was I, I think the best one and not just as it's my wife yeah it's the best but like like if i didn't know who you were i'd be going whoa this is great you know? like i feel like we got along really well yeah like, you guys really really uh we, you, we're you, speaking the same language you vibed off each other yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah so um listen to that if you haven't already and uh tell me what you think also keep an eye on uh the hidden in plain sight podcast i just recorded with bob yesterday and it was uh, uh, a good one as far as i'm concerned and so about three months you should have that on <laughs> yeah we'll see he, I mean, sometimes he holds them but you know what speaking of three months um we were on my third eye podcast ghost finally released our episode which we recorded yeah. like maybe three four months ago I so listen back to that because it was so i don't long even ago, remember I, I remember he was cool and he had done canning and stuff before so we talked food it was fun so my Two, third eye yeah twice we've talked about ghost in this episode yeah he's a nice guy and he was really easy to talk to so that was a oh, fun he's, one too. yeah he's a really cool dude check out his podcast in general my third eye but yeah. uh yeah we're on there if you want to if you want one to uh dip your toe in with with someone you know yeah Okay, people, thank you for listening. Till next time. Peace out.